They're the wrong kind of mics for what we're doing, but if we're the right distance from them, we're good. Yeah, you can, okay. you can eat helicopters. Oh, dogs barking and shit. No yeah. Anyway, we are recording. So, let's <laughs> intro this thing. Hey, listeners, we're back. It, you know, we took a week off, and I was in Atlanta. It's mainly my fault. I'll tell you what almost happened that would have been there instead of nothing. Um, but you're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where three friends in a shed talk about a horror movie, and uh, we're going to talk about more than one today. We're going to talk about at least the first three or maybe four or however many you want to talk about Friday the 13th movies. <clears throat> but first, thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show. You can find the music on Amazon or iTunes if you want to buy it digitally. Say hello to them on Facebook where they are, the Moon-Rays. You may know this, but there's another moon rays, and it's not them. So, uh, Jolian and I are happy to have Ziggy joining us. Ziggy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Now, um, so you know, listeners, uh, Ziggy is a, uh, a young writer and a fan of horror movies and has just recently watched the Friday the 13th movies for the first time. Mm-hmm. I was only slightly older than you when I saw my first Friday the 13th movie when it came out. So, that's enough of me babbling. Um, we usually, we talk about what we recently watched. So, Jolien, you want to kick it off? Okay. Uh, I've seen a bunch of stuff. Um, I saw uh, Truth or Dare from this year. Did you see that one? No, but I, it's been on my list. Um, right. I was going to go with a friend, but like plans got canceled. But I've seen some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and it looked pretty cool. Okay. So it's still in the theater. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Have Pretty you seen sure. this one? Not yet. Yeah. Previews uh, though. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw it on a uh, disc. Um, this is from 2018, uh, like a it's this year's high concept horror from Blumhouse. Um, bunch of people go to Mexico and get sucked into a truth or dare or die game, and uh, <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Did you say truth or dare or, or die? die? And uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I felt it was like the Bye Bye Man. It was like a really complicated mythology. Uh, so it just takes ages to get to it, something happening. And also, why do they have to go to Mexico? It d- d- didn't make sense. It's like it's just like... They couldn't just go to the lake or something? Yeah, it just seemed like they're working in fear of a foreign country. You know, it's just... Uh, Xenophobia. Yeah, there's there so much in it. I was like, why, why do they do that? It just made it... Just held up getting to the uh, the horror bits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it takes about half an hour to get get to things actually happening. Oh yeah. Um, so they're really laying the groundwork for you. Yeah. In ways they don't need to. I mean, the the way they the the <clears throat> method of of uh, stopping the curse that they're given is incredibly complicated. It's just ridiculous number <laughs> of things they have to line up, uh, including kidnapping someone and taking them over the border and getting them to a, a lonely mission. Uh, I won't say any more because it will spoil it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I wasn't thinking on that one. Um, and I saw Gringo, which is another 
movie about a bunch of fools from Norte messing around in Mexico, but that was, that was really good. It's got um, David Oyelowo uh, from uh, Get Out. Yeah, I talked about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I saw this movie just because he was in it. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, he's really good. It's a fun film. Uh, it's not, not a horror movie, though. No, it's not, but it's it, it's funnier than you would think it would be and the action and adventure stuff is yeah, better better than you really think it stunts uh, yeah. it's actually directed by a guy who's worked in stunts oh that but, makes sense um, uh, there's uh, on TV they're watching um, Santon Blue Demon versus Dracula and the Werewolf I didn't know which movie it was I could see it was a Santo movie yeah <laughs> they're uh, lucha wrestler dudes uh, got it. Uh, getting into police activity uh, uh, mm-hmm. heard of any of those i think a little bit vaguely okay yeah, yeah there's tons of them <laughs> uh yeah they're like the golden age was like about in, in the 60s really yeah. yeah they don't make so many anymore but uh yeah so that was pretty good uh so a scout guide to the zombie apocalypse how'd you like it seen that one I haven't. Uh, you haven't seen any? No. Nah. I thought it was on a, on a par with Zombieland. I, mm-hmm. I didn't find it very funny, but... Uh, so this is um, directed by Christopher Landon, who did um, a couple of the Paranormal Activity movies. Oh, that's Michael Landon's son. And uh, you know, it's a Zomcom where a few scouts team up with a waitress from a stripper bar called Lawrence of Arabia. And <laughs> it, it's another one of those movies where a, a deer gets hit by a car, you know? Oh yeah, so many movies now do that. There is a sale on on the yeah, slowly dying deer like, prop. There's got to be. Yeah, animatronic deers are just flying out the warehouse. Uh, <laughs> there's a good splatter in it. There's pretty inventive splatter in it. Uh, I saw a noir. I was going to bring this up if Will was was back, but uh, anyway, the man who cheated himself. Oh, enjoyed that. Uh, Funny Games, 1997. Michael Haneke, home invasion movie. You know, I haven't seen it. And uh, I don't remember if that's the remake or if that's been remade since. Well, he he remade it himself ten years later. Oh, have you seen the remake? No. Nope. <laughs> have you been told it's not worth it? Well, you know why why see a remake of it of something you didn't really like? Yeah. Okay. Um, good point. So this is like electron film violence by an Austrian. Uh, another film where a dog dies. Mm. He likes killing animals in his films. What is the deal? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the film the film is all about saying how um, uh, being entertained by violence is a terrible thing. Mm. Uh, so uh, I imagine is is uh, you know he should do another movie where it's like a, a Laurel and Hardy comedy remake where people are can pies in the face and falling down and mm. and then someone turns to the camera and goes these people are actually suffering. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and and like there's a scene where this this woman's doing like tearful prayer, and she's she's like uh, she's you know about to be killed by these these guys who invade the home, and and uh, he made her do 28 takes. Hmm. Who does he think he is, Stanley Kubrick? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So he remade it in tw- 2007. Um, the corrected version. Yeah, I mean, there's people who've done like movies where they they uh, they're trying to make a point about movie violence before. Um, do you know Akira Kurosawa? No, my, my no. favorite director. But he he did this movie called Sanjuro back in '62, and it ends with this 
duel where these like two samurai face off and they're just like really close to each other with their swords drawn and then uh and then suddenly one they both draw their swords and then there's just like one swipe and then and then there's this massive fountain of blood comes out of one of them <laughs> and uh it's it a brilliant scene but he he, he like I thought well this is going to end uh-huh. you know people are this is, this is going to be the ultimate scene of movie violence right no one's going to do anything else after this no. but you know how that went yeah yeah that, um, that was just the beginning <laughs> so I, I did a, a slasher comic project recently so i've been watching a bunch of slashes uh so prom night from 1980 seen that one yeah i have i don't know if i like remember it fully but i did watch it i think i watched it when i um I also watched like Carrie and mm. some other things, so they all kind of just blur together. Yes, <laughs> but <laughs> slasher films are much the same, even though I love slasher films. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, this one's really, the plot is a lot like Carrie, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got Jamie Lee Curtis in it, and uh, Leslie Nielsen's in it, uh, and they have a disco dance together. That's a fun bit. Oh yeah. Um, he still hadn't done anything comedic yet. No. Uh, what? When was Airplane? I think it was, was about oh time, you know what 79 um, so he'd just done Airplane you're probably right yeah it, it was right around this time but he yeah. was a serious actor before that and then he was right, comedic from, from that point forward right <laughs> so yeah you couldn't take him seriously after that no um, anyway um, of course he does have a very straight delivery of almost all of his comedy he doesn't act oh, yeah. silly I mean he does silly things but he isn't being funny he's just funny yeah, everyone in Airplane had done, were known for serious movies and they just played it straight. That's right. what made it so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most of those jokes still work. Yeah. If, if you go and there's like, there's the, there's, have you seen Airplane at all? I think parts, but not in full. I think that's one that my parents want to watch with me. It's like on okay. a very long list. But you know, it's like a parody of air mm-hmm. disaster movies. But there's this one from the 50s called Zero Hour and the, the plot in it is really similar to Airplane but played straight. It's kind of weird watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't want to say much about that. And then I saw, uh, we watched the first eight Friday the 13th. Wow. Because we had the first, uh, it was a Friday the 13th fell recently. Mm-hmm. So we just started watching them every night, starting there. How many are there? 12. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're going to stop at 13. No, they're not. They're going to stop when people quit buying yeah, them. Yeah, well, I'll do another one once they've sorted out the dispute. Yeah. You gave me the first three, and after a while, I was like, how long are they going to be able to reuse the same plot? But apparently 12 times so far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They do it in space. And yeah. You, and if what? They do it no. in Jason X. I'm serious. you got to see that one. I like oh it. I actually like that That's one. Number 10. And then there's, yeah. there's one where they go to Vancouver. I mean, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, a couple of more obscure ones. Um, the Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, there are several films called The Witch. Oh, this isn't the one we this went to. This is from 1952. This is uh, Noita Pala Elaman. This is a, a Finnish movie. Okay. Uh, one of their very few, I think there's only two move, horror movies out of Finland ever. <laughs> I mean, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, there's this one and The White Reindeer, both from 1952, and then they didn't do any others. Wow. Uh, the like, White yeah. Reindeer is good. Uh, this one I'm not so keen on. It's pretty lightweight uh, with comical bits. Hmm. Um, nice scenery. 
um, photography um, is is kind of demure with a horror, but it's quite surprising that the uh, they uh, they they dig up this witch and of course pull the stake out so she comes back to life, and she spends most of the movie naked, which is pretty surprising for 1952. Hmm. Um, and accidents happen around her, like she milks blood from a cow and. Um, wow. But, uh, and this is in black and white or color? Black and white. Okay. Yeah. And then I saw one called uh, The Tomb of Torture, or a.k.a. Metempsycho, which is an Italian movie it's from 63. Was and, it ripping off another movie? Antonio Boccacci. Um, not really. I mean, there's like a, there's, there's some similar ones from it from about this time. Uh, this, this is about there's two women. They prowl around in the castle of Countess Elizabeth. Hmm. So, um, and uh, they pretty soon end up in the in the titular dungeon. Uh, there's a deformed butler. Um, there's a. <laughs> uh, You're just naming tropes. Yeah, there's <laughs> okay. a. Uh, you know the curse of the countess. Um, <clears throat> there's uh, rats played by guinea pigs. Uh, there's a <laughs> uh, very very little plot to it. Uh, and it might have been weird fun, but it's so repetitive. There's just so much of various cast members taking turns to wander around Castle Orsini. Um, but anyway, uh, there was that. Invasion of the Vampires, 1961. Hmm. Miguel Moreira. Does it have Dracula in a helicopter by any chance? It does not. No. Um, still don't know what that one is. Um, yeah, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, this I love this one. Uh, it's kind of moody, black and white, eerie soundtrack. Really nice soundtrack. It's kind of all a blend of wind and voices and backward masking. It's really cool. Oh, wow. Uh, it's got Cag- Count Cagliostro sends his student, Dr. Ulysses. There's great names in it. Mm-hmm, I'm noticing this. To a hacienda haunted by vampires ruled over by Count Frankenhausen <laughs> and his daughter, Brunhilde. Frankenhausen's monster make an appearance? Uh, no, but there's this huge bat on a string. As uh, uh, someone, uh, Doctor Ulysses says, "This man's a moron. He only mumbles." Oh, um, and it's interesting. Like there's a, there's a local priest in it, and all he does is interfere with the vampire hunters because they're he regards it as sacrilege to like dig up bodies and burn them because they're trying to kill off the vampires and the priest stops them all the time so it just makes it worse Uh, so I found that quite interesting for a Catholic country to do yeah might have been a filmmaker with some issues but anyway all all the rest of them were Friday the 13th oh okay so Ziggy what have you watched lately um well the three Friday the 13th that you gave me Mm -hmm. um I tried to watch the third one in 3D but it screwed with my head too much halfway (laughs) through so I had to stop um and go to 2D um I watched did you did you notice the conspicuous um like every time someone picks something up they're like whoa I'm gonna <laughs> swing this at the camera yeah I like, did in ways you would never do in real yeah, life like it was it seemed like it was made for 3D and like there was that part where like um uh he like tries to like punch through a window or something mm-hmm. and it like comes at you and I was like that would be cool in 3D and I realized that like the 3D version I had was just kind of sucky. Like in theaters, it would have been better, you know? Mm. Um, it did look pretty decent in theaters. Did it? I can yeah. imagine. Um, I don't know. See, my thing is like, as a younger person, I find that I can appreciate the art of older films, but it's hard for me to like get into them mm-hmm. because I'm so used to such a different climate and um, standard for horror, horror movies. Uh-huh. Um, so 
the movies I've watched recently and watch on my own are usually like newer ones. Um, so what do you consider newer? Um, from when till when? Like from or from when till present? Do you consider yeah. newer? Well, I think that you know, like Scream, the first one is like mm-hmm. the oldest movie that I'm into. Okay, like, a lot. Um, and then everything after that. So other than landlines. Um, those are the phones with cords yeah, on them. I know what a landline is. Thank you. <laughs> so other than those, this is not uh, a blank expression. <laughs> um, and and them acting like cell phones are like, why would they have a cellular phone? Like other than those yeah. things where phones are involved, does anything else really date the movies? Yeah, I think well the acting for sure, um, and then kind of the tropes that you see because you know early movies uh, tropes are just you know beginning or shaping. Mm-hmm. So I saw in a lot of the Friday Thirteenth movies like the rule of like threes was really apparent. Okay. So the like I think it was the third movie where it's in the beginning. There's like the couple that die and he has like a rabbit and he's like eating the food in his store or whatever. Yeah. She like is checking behind curtained curtains. Mm-hmm. And she does three of them, and then the fourth one is where the killer is, or something like that. Behind door number four. Yeah, so the, the rule of three that you see like now all the time right. is just kind of, at least I believe, coming out then. I'm not sure it could it, have been it's, prior it's to. It's an older joke structure, though, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. you, you have two things happen, and then the punchline comes in the third one. Yeah, um, and I find that's really fun to like watch, because there is kind of a formula to a lot of older horror movies. Um, newer ones too, but you know, I think newer ones are trying to be more self-aware. Um, but you were talking about Truth or Dare, and I haven't seen that movie, but I've heard people say it's kind of a blend of like, would you rather and It Follows in mm-hmm. modern day? Yeah. Hmm. Which, I mean, I agree with, but It Follows was really good, so I'm not even going to yeah. like compare it. No, um, <laughs> you saw It Follows before you watched 1978 Halloween, right? Yes. Which you watched on VHS. Yes. Because I, I went to loan her the movie and it was on Blu-ray. Mm. And they don't have a Blu-ray player, but for some weird we reason have they have two, a VHS player. We have two of them. We have two yeah. of them. Yeah. Cool. That's how I buy all my horror movies. Like I have Sounds of the Lambs and I Know What You Did Last Summer and Scream, like all of them on VHS. Right. Because my parents don't like them and they're expensive on DVD. Oh, okay. So. That makes sense. Um, in fact, the copy you watched is one that I got from Jolien when he upgraded from VHS to DVD originally. And uh, I have since, and I just kept that as sort of a curiosity more than anything, just to have around. And I realize right now we're already talking about Friday the 13th, so let's just do this real quick. I watched Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was funny. I thought it was cool. It looked great. So now we're talking about Friday the 13th. That is a good movie, though, right? It's the one where it starts when he's, like, hanging and, like, spinning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Half of the Noonday Witch, which I don't want to talk about because I haven't watched the other half of it yet. So there we go. I'll take it out. Okay. Now, um... So what I want to know about your perspective on this, since I watched the movies starting at about a year older than you are right now, um, how much of it just falls on its face for you? Because, first of all, the acting was hokey then. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just to be clear, uh, there were good movies then, and these weren't uh, the caliber of acting you would see in a good movie. But... Not to say the movies aren't good for other reasons. They just aren't good for the acting quality. And yeah. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, you know, um, and you're familiar with the tropes and you kind of know yeah. what's going to happen next. Yeah. I mean, I still really enjoyed the movies. I think the second one was my favorite, mm-hmm. which is rare because I, you know, there's kind of a stereotype that sequels suck butts and they mm-hmm. do most of the time, mm-hmm. um, which actually I watched Scream 4 over the weekend. I'm, I love the Screams. 
But Scream 4 was actually really good, and I was surprised, because I don't usually like movies that come after the original. Um, but the second one, uh, Friday the 13th, I found that I liked a lot. Um, I think my favorite part, see, I watched them all consecutively, so they kind of all blur together. Um, but there's a part where, like, the kid is in a wheelchair, and he gets, like, macheted in the head. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That and was then... my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And then he falls down the stairs yeah that's part two um and do you notice they freeze frame that like maybe the stunt didn't finish off really well like even though they're not using probably yeah, they a stunt had to rig that chair to a rail so that you yeah. could go back down the stairs and not tip over and then it's like wow he flew in the air and then they just like faded to white and or black or something and they show that clip in like three of them <laughs> <laughs> right they keep flashing back to that speaking of which um how did how did you feel about this, Ziggy, that you start the first movie with a flashback in time to 1958? Oh, yeah. Then, when you finally get through everything that happens in the movie, and you move on to the second one, you get, like, the... The ten minutes. The super yeah. recap flashback. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, at least we have established this, we've gotten it out of the way. Yeah. Now we can go on to other sequels, which part three starts with a recap flashback again. Mm-hmm. I don't remember four, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was kind of cool because you tend to forget, especially because they were released, like, further apart than I watched them because I watched them in the same four-hour period. Um, <laughs> you, power, you powered through. I did. Well, the second and the third one I had to, like, watch consecutively because I was in the middle of the second one, and then you were like, hey, you want to do this thing? And I was like, ah, gotta gotta go. Brought to you um, by Mountain Dew Code Red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I think that was kind of helpful, especially because you see, like, because they change it a little bit, too. Like, at the end of the... Or the beginning of the third one, so the end of the second one, you see, like, Jason, like, get up, which you didn't see in, at the end of the second movie. Mm-hmm. You just see, the, like, that weird slow-mo panning thing on, like, the mother's head. Right. Um, I did not like that. I did not like the head. No? <laughs> no, it was weird. Her, weird. Rub, her rubbery, weird head. <laughs> yeah, I was confused by that. Also, I don't, like, I don't remember her getting decapitated, so I was very confused. Oh, yeah. Because um, then her head showed up in the fridge, right? Like, in, yeah. like, the chick's fridge. Yeah. Um, you forgot the decapitation? I did. What? The first movie didn't impress me that much, so I was nothing really stuck with me. Cause, oh, okay. I mean, I kind of was able to... I don't know. The one thing that I really liked about the first movie was that it was kind of from the perspective of the killer, but you never see who it is. Right. And then all of a sudden, the killer shows up, and it's like, oh, it's a woman, which is surprising, especially, I think, for the time period. Did um, Scream ruin this for you? <laughs> yeah yes yeah because they, they watch it right when they're all like really drunk or is that a different movie no no, no. at the beginning of the movie when drew barrymore's character gets the phone call from oh, the guy yeah, yep. and he's like okay we're gonna we're gonna play a quiz then and he, yeah. he asks like who the killer was in friday the 13th and she says jason Voorhees. You're like nah it's the mom yeah. yeah um i did kind of expect that but also like it's an old movie like you kind of expect everything um but then I hate, okay, I hate at the end when, like, the kid jumps out of the water. Because that isn't real, because he's not a kid. But then it sets it up for the second movie when the, the killer is Jason. But then in, at the end of the, the third movie, it's the mom again that comes out of the water. The mom is clearly dead. Her head was over there. Like, she's Her head deceased. is reattached. And then she's, like, melted. Like, uh, she's not even, like, decomposing. She's melted. Like, acid was thrown on her. Do you, do you think that they were just sitting around the writer's room going... Does anyone give a shit? Do we, could we just well, write whatever we want? They didn't know they were going to do a second one. That's true, right? But they, they found themselves with, like, everyone was dead. Right. And uh, so what are we going to do for the killer in the second one? <clears throat> so they thought, oh, we'll do Jason. And then uh, like people like Tom Savini, like the special effects guy from the first one, said, uh, Jason's dead. 
can't do that. And uh, they said, oh, we're going to do it anyway. And he, he just didn't, he wasn't keen on doing it. So. They just sort of hand waved the whole thing away. Yeah. They were just like, no, no, no. We just, yeah, we if just you try and figure out uh, the uh, logic in Friday the mm-hmm. 13th, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I did really like that the, that Jason was alive, though. Like, I mean, I saw that most recently in, like, The Boy. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Yes. Um, I love that movie because it kind of screws up Wait, your head. Which, which boy? The one with the, the porcelain doll? doll? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Brahms. <laughs> Brahms, that's um, right. <laughs> I have seen that movie, like, a lot in the past few weeks because um, I like it a lot. But I definitely, like, I liked it the most because it, I wasn't expecting him still being around. I was expecting, like, some sorcery magic thing. Did I just spoil the, ooh, I did. Um, I just <laughs> did. I forget to do. I forgot to do the spoiler thing at the beginning oh, yeah. of the show. We can edit it. <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah. We'll have to edit this in, and we are gonna spoil things that. <laughs> you know what? If you haven't seen the boy by now, what are you doing with yeah. your life? Yeah, we've already talked about it. Actually, we have, haven't I, we? I, I'm okay. Not sure if we cool. I was like, it. oh no, because right. Yeah. But that was like a big thing well, in the movie, and I liked it a lot. Maybe we'll bleep that out, and we'll just we'll just go by saying that I'm making it. It subverts some tropes. Ah. Okay. Well, I was I liked it that they did it with Jason because they did it in the boy. It's basically where I was going with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think listeners who who haven't seen the boy yet are gonna have it ruined by yeah. anything you just said. Yeah. It's not like ah oh, dang there goes the end of like my favorite movie like no. no it's the I, boy. I'm by the by the third movie, uh, if you if you stop to think about the logic behind it, which I don't recommend. <laughs> the continuity breaks down. Jason is now taking revenge for the death of his mother. Who was taking revenge for the death of Jason, who wasn't dead? Um, there was no reason for her doing what she's doing. And where has Jason been? <laughs> wait, wait, no. Since 1957. You have to stop for a second. You just ruined uh, my world. Hang on. Your mind is being blown right now. But here's more. He drowns in 1957. She starts her killing in 58, and then she starts killing again in 79. Where's he been all this time? Um, eating in the woods. vegetation. And also, why was his face so like screwed up? Kill? Do they explain why he's um, like kind of? He's deformed at birth, <laughs> but he's so okay. close to his mother supposedly. Why didn't he? Just so like, he's hey, been mom. out the woods, and she's been out the woods. He's just been keeping away from her. Has, has he been trying to get his like independence, a band together yeah. or something? Oh or? yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, it's like him and his mom's head, but she's not dead yet. <clears> so. right, right. Yeah, this all makes sense now. Car movie logic. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh yeah, if you, if you try and work out a timeline of this, is uh, yeah, by the time you get to part eight, it's set in the future. It's set in nineteen ninety-eight. How do they continue them like that? It's That's... the same story every time. Which I'm not complaining about because uh-huh. the first three were very entertaining. Because yes. I am a sucker for all slasher films and the the jumping out and the running through walls and windows to like grab someone and then the machetes in the head. Like I love it all, but like. After a while, how do you how do you continue that? Um, like, I just well, don't. They they kept making money. They made, <laughs> yeah. they made less and less money. I can tell you from some stats right here why oh. they made a second one. Um, Paramount. See, originally Friday the Thirteenth was an independent film. Okay, some people who were like, "Oh yeah, we should make one of these horror movies. It'll make some money." Um, Paramount bought Friday the Thirteenth's distribution rights for one point five million dollars after seeing a screening of the movie. Um, then uh, they spent five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, they spent approximately five hundred thousand uh, dollars in advertisement for the film, and this is of course before the internet when you had to put it on TV, radio, print ads, that sort of thing. Um, and then 
an additional $500,000 when the film began performing well. So it opened theatrically um, May 9th, 1980, and it started performing well right away. It took in $5,816,321 its opening weekend. So that, um, uh, it finished domestically with $39,754,000 and some change. It was the 18th highest grossing film that year, um, facing competition against things like The Shining, Dressed to Kill, The Fog, Prom Night, um, and others. So for it to do as well as it did for an independent film was pretty remarkable. Uh, the worldwide gross ended up being $59,700,000. let us just call it $60 million. It was nearly $60 million. And this was just in the dawn of, of uh, VHS rentals were going to start being a thing shortly. So that meant it was going to make even more money. So the reason that they jumped right on, hey, let's make some sequels, was like, hey, let's make yeah. a big <laughs> pile of money again. Mm-hmm. And um, were you surprised not to see a hockey mask? Yeah, that really, I was so confused. So that happened in the third one. You're like, first of all, there's no Jason in the first one till this deformed yeah. kid pops out of the pond. Yes, and the mask thing. So I really liked the third movie. The third movie, I think, was actually my favorite. I don't know, I'm getting confused between the second and the third. Um, the second, wait, yeah, okay. Yes, I got it, okay. I remember now. I was there, In the second movie, there's like a dog, right? Like a really tiny dog. Um, and they lose yes, it for a matter uh, of time. Muffin. Muffin, and you're supposed yeah. to assume that the dog is dead. Yeah. And when you're talking earlier about like why people kill animals in movies, like, I don't know. I mm-hmm. think it's like an innocence thing where you're like, oh no, we're going for your yeah, animals it's first. It's just such an easy thing to do. To yeah. Me. But then Muffin like runs back in at the end and we're like, where have you been? Because yeah, everyone yeah, is now yeah. dead. Yeah. So what was this slaughtered thing we saw? Was that supposed to be a bunny? I don't know what that was. You see it very quickly. So you kind of assume it's Muffin, but. You do. And maybe they changed their mind about Muffin, and then yeah, they're just like, bring well, Muffin back with a sequel. But yeah. Muffin came back once everybody was dead. <laughs> it could yeah. have been Muffin for all we know. If Muffin yeah. was the killer. Yeah, surprise plot twist. That's a good idea. Actually, uh, my wife uh, Emily, she came up with a good theory. Uh, Jason's been—he's been at the bottom of the lake since the fifties, and he, he comes back out of the lake, and all of a sudden the eighties happens, and there's just this horrendous fashion. Mm-hmm and terrible music and mm-hmm. he just goes crazy yeah yeah i could see that yeah totally except 80s music is good yeah well, this is there's really good 80s music uh, to go with a lot of bad 80s music too. yeah but oh, we gotta yeah. talk about that yeah well if we're talking goth and new wave and some, some heavy metal the stuff you hear in the friday 13th series right not so that's good. what i'm talking about yeah so uh Something that something else we definitely need to talk about here is the harbinger of doom, Crazy Ralph. <laughs> oh yeah, he dies in the third one, right? Second one. Second one. Yep. With barbed wire like around the tree. Yep. Okay. I remember these details. I do not remember which movie it is. So you're gonna have to correct me the entire time. Did you find Crazy Ralph annoying right off the get go, or did you not care? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really care because he's the he's a trope. He's that like red herring character that's like warning you, but not really. And you yeah. see him in a lot of movies. Yeah, um, from way back. Yeah, so, I mean, I was, like, annoyed, but I was, like, he's he's the one that's always, like, warning you, but you're, like, he's kind of crazy, so maybe he's the killer, but no. So I was just kind of expecting it. Like, I think it would have been weird if he wasn't part of it, so I mm-hmm. wasn't that surprised or annoyed. I was just kind of like, eh, here's that one. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, of course, notes in the margins here that uh, Friday the 13th Part 2, it's like a... That night, Crazy Ralph wanders onto the property to warn the group and is garroted 
from behind a tree by Jason. And my note is, finally. <laughs> it's like your stupid bucket hat, your dumbass bicycle. But there's a character like that in just about all of them, isn't there? Oh, yeah. There's always going to oh, yeah, be, right? Yeah. I did like the way that they killed him, though, because that was one of those where the camera, I think, like, panned to the side, so you think something's going to happen from that direction, mm-hmm. but then it comes from behind, which I didn't... I, <laughs> like, technically, my understanding was confused because he, like, has to throw barbed wire around and then catch it in his other hand yep. and then pull him because yep. you can't just go over a tree or maybe he had right. a huge loop of barbed wire all the <laughs> way around it like, over a tree no i'm just like he threw it around the tree earlier and oh then, you know, <laughs> i was just waiting waiting for someone to like lean against that it's tree like, uh, everybody hates this character and then just bring it up tighten it yeah totally yeah, possible for sure so the other thing um camp blood Oh, you're going to Camp Blood. And my note here is stop trying to make Camp Blood a thing. Camp Blood's not going to happen. Oh, I loved that, though. I think that's funny. I think especially, you know, like me being like a teenager, we have all these like urban legends, especially in like Colorado mountains and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, we do. Wow. There's like, yeah, there's like... Um, there's Are they like Scooby-Doo level of... No, they're, no? they're kind of like mixing pop culture with just like horror stories and like old legends like bigfoot is actually this guy who tries to like sell you weed but then kidnaps you and like feeds you to all these people huh. it's crazy he like <laughs> bakes you into pop brownies it's nuts it totally makes sense to me <laughs> totally yeah um it might just be my school and my group of friends i have no idea but no, it's, it's actually true oh yeah for sure <laughs> like i'm friends with the guy no let's a- let's ask you a question oh, before no. you go further with this uh what about the rumors and I can tell you where I remember them starting. Uh, the rumors about uh, pop stars and things they've gotten up to. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, in, in, elusive. In... Like, nobody, like, really cares anymore. Well, no, no, no. But, I mean, are there any rumors of any of them having their stomachs pumped for any reasons? No. Okay. It was just, it was just the one. Which one? Oh, which one? See, I'm, I'm curious because... Um, there's always one in every generation yeah that's what I'm saying pumped. yeah yeah um, someone told me it was Mick Jagger that's the last R- I had heard Rod Stewart mm-hmm. okay so Rod Stewart was the old rumor that he had to have a stomach pump for various reasons um, and then the other one uh, that was really popular when was when I was a kid it was Mark Ullman oh was it? <laughs> that was actually true <laughs> no but uh, when uh, when I was like a small child, I remember hearing this about Alice Cooper, that he was that he was on stage and he had a gross out contest with Frank Zappa, which I don't know why they would both be on the same <laughs> stage. And uh, Frank Zappa says, you know, I'm going to show you. And he pulls his pants down and takes a big dump on the stage. And then Alice Cooper eats it. Not heard that one. No? no. OK. I heard that one a couple different ways. Another one is Alice Cooper was very busy, apparently. Uh, apparently, uh, the, the rumor was he passed a bowl around the front row at a concert and they all spit in it and then he drank it. Ew. <laughs> like, there's an AIDS epidemic. Please stop. No, I mean, this was actually before any of that, but it was still just gross. Like, why would anyone do that? Gigi Allen, maybe, but not yeah. Alice Cooper. Yeah. But this was probably when Gigi Allen was 10. Um so yeah, those kind of rumors, they're yeah, right in no. there with urban legends. Mm-hmm. None of them are true and they keep circulating. Well, I have a few friends that genuinely believe that Michael Jackson isn't dead. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go back to the horror movies. Sure. I was trying to get to a point and you said distract me. Go like, ahead. Back to the, back to the yes. movies. Yep, go on. Okay. Um, urban legends. I like urban legends and I thought that was cool because I can relate to it. You know, like um, 
The like, movie Urban Legends? No. Good. Like, there's too much stopping. Yeah. Oh, I worried for a second then. No. Um, when, you know, they're like, don't go to Camp Blood. Like, a bunch of teenagers being like, we're gonna. Like, that mm-hmm. just makes logical sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. I mean, it makes none, which is why it makes sense. So right. that, I had, like, no problem with them being like, why the, Why are you going there? Like, no. Um, and then just, like, trying to, like, catchphrase it. I liked that. I want that on, like, like a wood post for my bedroom. Like right. The Camp Blood thing. Yeah, sure. Um, so I appreciated that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I just kind of felt like you don't need to name it something else. All you got to do is say there were a bunch of murders there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so are there any places locally, and for listeners who don't know, we are in Denver, the greater Denver area. Are there any places locally that people are like, oh, there's a weird old person that lives there and that house is haunted? Any of that kind of stuff? Well, yes and no. So I go to school on like Quebec, which is kind of a busy street and kind of a shady area sometimes. Mm-hmm. And there are places where there were like murders and things Mm -hmm. and so like we have like murder house where like a bunch of people were like killed and i think it wasn't even that i think someone tried to pull a gun on someone and then that was it but it has become murder house and um people compare it to like the first season of american horror story so there are a lot of like jokes about that um but not that i can think of we actually have a murder house three doors down from here uh, well, and there's a murder intersection right here too. Like, yeah. you could literally throw a rock and it would land in the intersection of where a shooting was oh, yeah. last year, right, year before. Right. Live used to be a big Kraken gang area. And... Yeah, yeah. So there's, and the activity takes a while before it really stops or mostly goes away. And so there's some residual behavior, uh, even when areas start to quote unquote clean up. You will still see it. Like somebody just revisits that familiar place where they used to go shooting guns and <laughs> buying and or selling crack. Like there's a yoga studio and a brewery. There's no problems anymore. Right. Everything. Like guns. Yeah. So, yeah, that that being said, um, I think every every generation does have like that weird neighbor or that scary old house or that whatever it is, you know, old school, something that that they say is haunted or say something horrible happened there. And <clears throat> I think most of the time it's not true or there's a small element of truth to it and then mm. they just run with it. When I was younger, we had a lot of those. Now it's more like, hey, that person will try to get you in their van. Like, they're more like real issues. Right. But yeah, when I was younger, like, I was convinced my neighbor was a witch because she hung all of her, like, greeting cards around the fireplace, but it looked really, like, murder board-like because <laughs> they were all connected <laughs> with, like, yarn. Red yarn. Yeah, wow. so... Yeah, and she was just she's crazy. It's a map where the bodies are buried. There was I there was a time I hit like a ball into her yard in an accident and she came out and took it inside and then like stabbed it in the window mm. so that I could see. Oh, wow. Ooh. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> you need to see Deadly Friend and then you'll appreciate that it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Okay. Mm. No, wait. The the weird old lady who steals the ball actually gets it. Spoilers for Deadly Friend. Oh, yeah. No. But yeah. what circa 1984? Uh-huh. <laughs> Something like that. So, um, so you're, you're okay with, uh, the fact that these movies are very dated mm-hmm. and that you recognize the tropes actually sort of started to really develop there or, yeah. you know, I can appreciate tropes. Some of them really just annoyed me though. Like the, um, like having sex and then immediately dying, which mm-hmm. is in like every movie. Yeah. Um, and like the mandatory, like boob shot. Mm-hmm. for the main like heroine 
Right. Um, which was in every movie multiple times. Right. Because in, like, the third one, right, they go skinny dipping, and then there's the girl in the shower, and then she gets dressed. And it's, like, three different five-minute periods of just the topless woman. Like, right. why? And then the woman with the crop top yeah, who decides... Yeah, exploitation. Yeah, the one who decides to... Yeah, it's just totally yeah, the uh, final gratuitous. Girl doesn't do that, though. She doesn't, I don't think. The final girl is always, always keeps her top on. Yeah, she's always very chaste. Um, well, she's not. I was, I was, because watching them again, yeah. you, you watch, uh, like, uh, the girl in the first one, she has the one boyfriend and then she's picking up another in the mm. course of the movie. Okay. Uh, she's not chased. No. And, uh, Amy Steele was my favorite. She's in the second one. Right. Um, uh, she plays Ginny Field. Right. Okay, wait, I have a question. She's the hero of the second one and she's, she's got a boyfriend, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so neither of them she's are chased. She's pregnant. <laughs> Oh, uh, the that's the third that's one. That's the third one. That, no, when they're in the van. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The third one. One of the characters is pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So the main heroine of the second one is not the same girl and in the third one. No. It's a different person. Mm-hmm. Why does she have all this like PTSD about like the camp then? Oh, she got chased around in the woods by Jason at some uh, point in her past. Se- separate from the second oh, movie. See, yeah. that doesn't come out until like the last ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> well, when when she <laughs> explains it to um, um, to sad sack dorky Fred from Scooby Doo, her boyfriend. Yes, mm-hmm. before um, he dies. Before he finally dies, he's such yeah. a sad sack. He's like, oh, maybe I should just go home. Yeah. He, He's like the epitome of like the teen douchebag. He's like, I'm going to get later. I'm going to go home. Right. He's just a big freaking baby the whole time and looks like Fred from Scooby-Doo. And then his head is crushed. Like, oh, yeah. I like the eyeball. <laughs> that was cool. Um, my problem with that, though, is it was like in 3D. So I like couldn't really tell what was going on. Right. Um, but his head was just like squished. And I thought that was like actually kind of funny. I was like, what is Jason doing? Just sitting in the woods, like lifting weights or like yeah, logs, like yeah. yoga, yoga, yoga training. Yeah, totally. <laughs> lifting logs with his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, and the third movie did get a different harbinger. The guy who was sleeping in the road. Now that I think of that, because yeah, he was, yeah. he was wiggling with, an eyeball. Beard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I did really appreciate. So red, the red herrings, um, in the movies that's what the term is right for people that you're supposed to think are the killer but are not right yeah right awesome i know something do you know where that comes from nope oh shall i briefly explain okay, see, it i was feeling you... i was feeling good about myself and Go then ahead. he has to ask another say... follow-up question well no no, no. it's a, you're doing really well um a, a red herring is a particularly smelly fish that uh the 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 um mythology behind this whether it's actually true or not is that if somebody were to escape in the south here in the United States where people with bloodhounds would be chasing after you. The idea would be to drag a red herring on a string and they would get their noses all messed up by just smelling that fish and being excited about smelling a fish that eventually you finally wing the thing somewhere else and keep running and it'll lose your scent and go after the red herring and then you're free to go. So, So the red herring is not the real thing you're chasing. It's distracting you. All right. If you're a bloodhound watching movies <laughs> one of the things uh, about slasher movies in particular really ritualistic and so you get all this repetition from movie mm-hmm. to movie and the people who like them enjoy that you know they enjoy yeah. the, that ritual of seeing the same kind of characters the same sort of setup over yeah. and over again is, is fun for them but yeah no um, I love that um, but in the third Friday the 13th I really appreciated I felt like they like, had their first kind of red herring like the one that you actually like 
believe in because it's that like one really nerdy guy that keeps like pretending to kill people. Shelly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I oh, God, I hated him so much. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hates Shelly, don't they? <laughs> he Mom died. And Shelley, like, yeah. Man. Although I did, I did really like the 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 movie that scared me the most was the th- the third one. I can't speak all of a sudden. It's okay. Um, the third one scared me the most, and it, I think it was because they had more fake outs than they did in the rest of the movies. Um, they started to deviate from like the three pattern. So like all of the things in the uh, in the barn, and then they started playing with the soundtrack more. I found, mm-hmm. um, making it you know build to nothing, and then they would turn, and then Jason would like step out. Right. <laughs> I don't know how he hides. He's massive apparently. He can crush people's skull with oh, his yeah, hands. Yeah. Um, but I really liked all that, and then like the just the unbelievable stuff where the girl, the like the girl that's in like a gang, is like Fox. hanging. Yeah, is like hanging with like a hay thing through her mm-hmm. neck what the what pitchfork right yeah. through the neck yeah i just i liked that one the most because i think the the ways in which people died were more enjoyable which is a terrible thing to say oh yeah, no. yeah. I, you know you realize that um when people say well how were the kills uh the kills is a noun uh, like yeah. to to kill would be a verb mm-hmm. it's become a noun mm-hmm. uh, yeah i liked the movie the kills weren't very good Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in this one the kills are good mm-hmm. i think that i liked it more because the soundtrack um really like hit harder like i found myself wanting to be on my phone which will happen when i'm scared mm-hmm. um which sucks when i watch movies in theaters because i have to like focus because I, I always want to distract myself which is why i also love slasher movies so much because i i'm scared by jump scares literally all the time um <laughs> it could be the same jump scare just over and over again and i would just freak out was it the second one with the cat Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He th- they throw the cat through the window. First through the window. There's a there's a late one where a cat is for some reason hiding in the closet and just sitting on a big spring. No, no, no. That's in the third one because or wait, maybe it's not. Yeah. The second one. The second she's, one. she's in her house. And the head the in the fridge. Flying through yeah, the kitchen window. Yeah, but doesn't she just like straight up dies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ice pick to the temple. Yeah. Yeah. That confused me. I was expecting her to be in like the other movies. I was like, oh, that'd be a nice way to tie it all together. Yeah, that was part nope. two. In yeah. fact, I, I can see my underlined notes here <laughs> that, uh, oh, what's her name? Alice. Murdered by an unseen adult Jason Voorhees with a nice pick to the temple. I just don't understand how you don't see him the whole time. Like there's like in the first movie, <laughs> there's like a girl and she's in the shower, right? And everyone's in the house and it's pouring rain so she can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. And then... Jason, or no, not Jason, Jason's mother mm-hmm. is like in one of the showers or something and she checks like all the showers. How, how do people hide like that? So, so here's a question about part three. Um, how do they have an outhouse? And, oh, yeah. and then you cut to the girl taking a shower uh-huh. who, by the way, her shoulders must have been so filthy. I mean, she rubbed each shoulder probably about 15 or 20 times. <laughs> It's like, all right, are you clean? Are your shoulders clean yet? I, I, I like the bit where uh, uh, in the first one, that like uh, the body comes flying through the window and scares yeah. the woman. Oh, and I then, love that. And then the woman goes to the door and she looks out and then the car's coming up the driveway with Pamela Voorhees in it. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, Oh, how Which I don't recommending. <laughs> she, she's just like throwing the body <laughs> back to the car. Okay, get in the car, has drive like, back to the house. There's a giant like slingshot yeah. through the body. <laughs> it's like in the car. That's a good idea. 
Yeah. <gasps> Try to follow the continuity on the Friday the 13th movies. Great fun. You haven't even gotten to um, Kane Hodder's performances yet. Oh, yeah. Because he, he, yeah. he, he does a much better job. Part seven. Yeah, so there's some real infomercial level of acting, like physically, and I, and I don't want to put the guy down, but um, whoever the actor is in part three, I think it's part three, maybe it's part two, there's a, there's a real like infomercial like, you ever try watering things with a hose and then try to wind it back up and people are like, dib, dib, I don't know how hoses work. And they're like fumbling and <laughs> fucking around. Which character do you... Um, Jason. Like there's parts where he's like, I'm going to get you. And he kind of just oh. doesn't really run with that. With the, yeah. When, know, they're, when, he, when uh, the girl runs into his like house and you see him running from like the window and he's right. like, dum, dum, Yeah. And then... It's like Tom Cruise running. She'll hit him with like... <laughs> All 18 inches of Tom Cruise <laughs> sprinting around like a little sprite. He's got a bag on his head. That was so disappointing. I was ready for the mask. And he has like a bag on his head for the whole second movie. But the but the, the final girl like hits him with a loaf of bread. And he's like, oop, doop, doop. And stumbles yeah. and falls. And you're like, um, no. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she laid into him. In, like, in, a couple times. For real, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, when, she, when she kicks him in between the legs in the forest, yeah. she really whacked him one and yeah. he, he fell down and got injured i do remember that yeah. he fell on his own pickaxe. oh for real yeah <laughs> fell and on it, his own pickaxe yeah and then, <laughs> the and then later when they did the scene yeah okay uh, later when they did the scene where she's she's got the machete and she whacks him and he holds up his blade yeah. uh her timing was a little off and she cut his finger Oh, so nice. he had to go to hospital with the oh with the fake machete sticking out of his shoulder. <laughs> I so the They're scene like, where she crap. does that, I really didn't like that scene because it goes in like slow motion, right? But the slow motion timing, his Jason, he already has his arm up with his weapon, mm. and by the time she hits him, he should already be down unless he's like, you know, like posing for a shot with his arm up, like yes. right. how swinging works. That really annoyed me. Unless she like crossed that distance and swung and like. Because she swung really slowly, too. Yeah. It was like the whole, like, you got, it's like a badminton, like, serve. You gotta right. like, go from behind and then swing down. That yeah. really bothered me because they slow mode it and it was just slow and the guy still didn't die. But she's my favorite of yeah. the heroes, though. She's really, I mean, she, she has to, like, dress up as the mother and think to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, she's, she's very major, present. Right? Yeah. yeah. That I liked. Yeah. I thought that was cool. But I thought that was kind of funny, too, when he only snaps out of it when he sees his, like, mother's head right. behind her. It's like, that's <laughs> what my mother looked like. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so uh, when, I believe it was part three, uh, there's a uh, Fangoria magazine the hailing Tom Savini, the master of special effects. Yeah, there's the blood drips down onto the, yeah. the God- oh. Godzilla article. Yeah. When she's on the hammock? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Now that, okay, this, this makes... This makes me um, think of the fact that there's this old Fangoria sitting right here that uh, I'm due to give back to Jolien. Um, we talked about the Blob movies, and there's an article about um, the remake of the Blob. And so in this magazine, um, I thought it would be kind of interesting. Uh, they're relaunching it this year. Yeah, they are. A, Fangoria went away for a couple of years. As a quarterly. Yeah, which is probably a good idea for them. So this one is, what is the date of this one? August 88. So, Ziggy, you've probably not run across um, classified ads in print magazines because those two things really both have kind of gone away. <laughs> People trading VHS tapes is such a thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's one. Uh, need desperately any Planet of the Apes comics, mags, and all memorabilia. Pay top prices. This is a guy in Oak, uh, Glencoe, Illinois. Um, 
let's see, wanted people who'd like to swap videos in VHS slash PAL format. All kinds of psychotronic films. Your list gets mine. Um, so when I was a kid, like uh, growing up in England, there was a lot of horror movies were banned. So Really? Yeah, if you looked in the, the back of the classified ads in, in magazines, especially with horror movie magazines, they say, oh, send me your list, I'll send you mine. And that meant send me the banned movies that you've got on tape and you could do a swap that's cool so yeah i was desperate to see everything that was banned <laughs> yeah there, here's a good one uh, get tacky sci-fi horror and exploitation movie posters for sale send two dollars for small but sleazy catalog the poster pit that nice. was that, that was in katawissa pennsylvania <laughs> so um times were different i guess is my point and uh and you really you just had to dig a lot more and what Jolien's talking about if you're not familiar with what was the video nasties um yeah there was a whole (laughs) list of banned movies in england where basically some religious nuts and some political nuts and some political and religious nuts got together and and uh, pushed through some regulations that should not have been and a lot of it was done without having seen any of the movies to be regulating them the mpaa is bad enough here in the u.s um there's a movie called or documentary called this movie is not yet rated. And it's about how it's just completely arbitrary what they choose. They're just like, um, yeah, two guys kissing and they're insinuating they might have sex. Now that's going to get a NC 17. It's like, but then a movie that went a lot further with a hetero couple or yeah. a female couple, uh, uh, are, it's an R. That's PG thirteen. Yeah. It's just like okay. so arbitrary. Well, Fangoria was, was uh, it was like really vital to horror fans in Britain because uh, horror movies, like especially the Friday Thirteenth series, they cut a lot of stuff, and then it was cut even more for other countries, mm-hmm. including like Brit- edited Britain. for so television. Fangoria versions. was the only place you, that you could see photos of what was cut out. So oh yeah, the Exorcist with like the head spinning in the cut, right? For TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's here. That's the thing is is uh, when you look at uh, the, even the way Friday the Thirteenth, the first one was released in the U.S. There were some things that got shortened, and that was the MPAA saying, "Yeah, that's a little that's a little too far. You need to shorten that scene by a, a couple seconds or whatever." Yeah. So if someone's squirming and blood is starting to stream, they might you know just cut that back a few frames and say, "All right, now it's good." That reminds me. So I think it's in the third movie. Like, just I don't know if it was an acting thing or a script thing, but the the girl comes back with her boyfriend because right? they were just like in the woods for some reason, mm-hmm. and taking a shortcut from the stalled car. Sure. Why did they leave in the first place? I don't know. Yeah. But they she she's like looking for everybody, and she goes upstairs right, and like the the like caveman mask is like discarded or whatever, mm-hmm. and she goes into the bathroom, and there's like a tub full of like bloody clothes. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And she, like, picks it up and is like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then runs to get her boyfriend who's dying. Mm-hmm. That confused, like, why would you pick it up? <laughs> like, right. It's movies. clearly real. It's You've been traumatized before. <laughs> you see so many movies where there's, like, this big pool of red stuff on the floor and someone dips their finger in and it goes, Miss Blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, they either rub it between their fingers or give yeah, it a sniff. Like, or One, you've just ruined a crime scene. Yeah. Two, if, you know, if you've encounter blood in real life that smells mm-hmm. oh yeah and why does uh, in th- at the end of this the first movie maybe the second and the third the the <laughs> last girl gets in the like boat yeah and then goes into the middle of the lake and i was totally ready for like at the end of the third one for the the girl to encounter like the other chick that was shot in the eye 
Because uh-huh. I loved that. That was really surprising because I didn't know what he was holding. And then she was just shot. And I was like, what? Oh, you were expecting her to pop back up? Yeah. That's, that's what I thought they were doing. Huh. I that would have liked that. That would have worked better. Idea, yeah. yeah. So then they and, could use her as a red herring in the fourth one, <laughs> which they knew damn well they were going to make yeah. at this point. Yeah. So that like really... Poof, um, and then just things that didn't happen, but I wish had happened or that they did well when it didn't happen. But I think like Fox like fell and almost like <laughs> gave herself like impalements with the pitchfork pitchfork. Uh-huh. Like that was cool. And then she stands up and then dies, you know, like those right. things. Like That was cool. And they do a lot of like sneaky things where you think that this is going to happen from this window. But no, the body flies through wait, that the, one. Wait, the guy? Yeah. Any of them. No, no, no. The, the, the biker guy. Yes. Oh, that was uh, Ali. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Ali, you were pretty sure was dead. Oh, yeah. Because it looked like Jason Comes either back. beat him or yeah, hacked him to he, death. He just keeps on whacking him, you know? With, uh, three he, times. It he, was three. He, he hits him three times. With a rolled up newspaper, apparently. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just see, you just see like... the back of his glove. You don't even see... <laughs> <laughs> I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> you don't even see like blood or anything. You no. just see him like do that like weird fish flop thing and then be still. And then, and then Jason, he, like, saunters away. Right. Yeah. Tom Cruise. And he gets up and he brushes himself off. Well, I never. <laughs> like, flips his hair. That man was a cad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, no, that's that's what they edited to happen in the English version of it. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. But no, that's, the main thing that bothered me was that the, the girl that was shot in the eye, I really wanted her to, like, jump out of the water. Because as soon as the girl at the end got in the boat, I knew it was going to happen. No, that makes sense to oh, me. Yeah, yeah. Because, because, because reassembled... Um, Pamela Voorhees does not make sense. But I had three endings for that film. Oh. Was one of them my idea? Because no, they should do some serious the, remaking. You, so there's the fourth one. That's the that's your one. And then there's one where uh, the final girl goes up to the door and Jason comes out and whacks her head off. I support that one which too. Which they actually okay. f- shot. You can see stills of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, was the, what was the other one? Uh, but they had like three different endings, and they shot one, and they went with the, uh, and then they, they decided to go with the mother popping out. Right. No, that's bull. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> Such a bad choice. It, it it is a bad choice. So so as somebody who has written some things, uh, yes. somebody who who plans to be a professional writer. Yes. I mean, you're not getting paid yet, but you're still a writer. Uh, you write things. Um, yeah. Do you watch these things and think, wow, okay, I'm not getting paid at all and they were getting paid lots of money how do they not see what is an obvious good choice here in writing does that just blow your mind yeah sometimes i mean i try not to like put myself on like a pedestal and be like that's a better idea um you know when i'm watching things be like i would have done that differently Mm -hmm. we come up with Um, better ideas in this room all the time (laughs) but a lot a lot of times i'll like you know i'll watch older films especially and like kind of take notes on what i like and don't and then see how that's translated into the movies i see you know that are more current or modern um and then kind of take notes on that like i saw in um i think it was carrie uh there's this girl like running on like the side of the room and then she just goes up in like flames or something but you only see her because her dress is like white and it's really dark oh yeah and then i saw that again in happy death day when the like she's mm. i don't know if you've seen that movie yeah yeah so confusing they leave so many loose ends ah. <laughs> But she goes under, like, a, the bridge, you know, to get mm-hmm. away. And my friend was like, hey, that's a cute dress. And I was like, it's white because you see white in the dark. Ah. There you so go. I tried to, like, notice things. And I'm able to, you know, watch and be like, I wonder how many times it <laughs> took them to hit him in the head with a machete the correct <laughs> way. Um, 
but I, I try not to, you know, be too skeptical because they're classics for a reason. And sure. I find that I like appreciating films more than I like critiquing them. Well, and sometimes it was just the fact that it was the first movie to do a thing or it mm-hmm. was the right thing at the right time. Maybe it hadn't been done a certain way for a long time. Yeah. And here comes something that says, hey, everybody, we know you've been missing this kind of thing in your life. Here it is. Mm-hmm. I think that definitely was what was happening in the early through mid 80s. And Jolien, you, you pronounce the slasher movie dead at 1986, right? Like between 85 and 86. Uh, I think the golden age of the second golden age of American horror movies was uh, 85 was the last good year. Yeah. Okay. So after that point, there were a lot of cash grabs. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of attempts to revive things Lots that of attempts mm-hmm. at franchises. Right. Like they made, um, I know what you did last summer, right. In response to the, the money coming in from scream. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a terrible movie comparatively, but I love that movie too. And then urban legends. Which I remember it sucking. I could be wrong. I could go back and watch it, but I no. Okay, good. <laughs> Jolien's indicating no. Don't don't go, don't go back. So have you seen the sequels to I Know What You Did Last Summer? No, I haven't. Um, because which were I still know what you did last <laughs> summer. Oh no. And hey, that thing you did last summer, <laughs> that thing you did the summer before last, I still know about that. Yeah, I mean, I liked that movie solely because or the first one uh-huh. solely because they did the big chase scene on a boat which I think was awesome. That was some good decision-making, because that's scary as hell, because you don't know how boats work, and you don't know how to get in and out of a boat. Sure, unless you're a boat person, which I'm yeah. not. Yeah. I have a, you know, a working knowledge. You were in the Navy, weren't uh-huh. you? Yeah, jo- Jolien was uh, uh, in, the, in the Royal Navy. Is that uh, Very cool. Friday the 13th Part 8 is mostly on a boat. <laughs> see, I think that's really cool because you see so many like house ship, parties. I should say. You got so much in store for you still coming from the Jasons. I'm not saying it's good. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's good. Well, but it's because you see so many like houses ship. and you see so many forests, but then like boats are like whoa. Now watch. So we're all looking forward to that. Watch the physical acting from Kane Hodder. I think is it part six or part seven where he debuts? Seven. Seven. Um, from part seven on for a few movies, um, Kane Hodder has excellent physical acting. I like uh, I like CJ Holland in part six. Part six, yeah. Wait, also is good. Jason not dead? What the heck? Oh no, oh. no! Oh, Are you kidding? So he you, was you like such treats in store. He was like stabbed <laughs> in multiple places. Yep. And like impaled, and then is hung. Yep. And then muscles his way out of that because you know he crushed someone's head with like his yeah. arms, and yeah. then is like what, what happened after that? Was he like impaled again? What, you I can't remember. So, so part four, uh, I kill him again. Part, and I don't want to spoil yeah, it. Don't, don't spoil, don't don't do spoil that. it. But anyway, but, he, he becomes a full-on back from the dead guy from oh part six onwards. Yeah. Okay. So you have to understand, like, there is literally nothing they could do to them, to him, to yeah. to really end him yeah. to where he won't come back. And I like, I guess you're just supposed to assume that that's because like, he's he's become such like an urban legend type deal that yeah. he's like. Yeah. Keep, keeps coming back he's taking on was, a supernatural life yeah but I was pretty positive because he's like impaled and then he's hung and then yes. he's then what happens after that um, after, in, after he like gets three? up yeah she, she finally nails him with an axe in the head that's right yeah. yeah and then the mask like split yeah I liked that part that was cool yeah. um, and then he's just like laying there and they're like getting her in the car and she's like screaming and stuff and then it fades out on him I was like oh okay yeah. we're done <laughs> no, there's, there's more to do for sure Gosh. I mean, if you're if you have if you have uh, unnatural strength, and uh, if you get killed enough times like enough different ways, Hulk. oh yeah, totally. Then you become supernaturally uh, unkillable. I guess is what happens next. Yeah. So yeah, um, 
After a certain point, I quit going to these movies because they were becoming very obvious cash grabs. And especially like with the um, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, uh, they got jokier and jokier and sillier. Okay. None of them? Nope. Oh. I haven't seen. Wow. The only classics I have seen you've given me. My parents aren't horror people. That's true. And I've I've known your parents for over 10 years and I can vouch for that. They've never been horror people. Yeah. Which. So are you a member of the Denver Public Library? Yes. That Uh, I am. They have a streaming service called Canopy. So it's free. Okay. And they've got a, they got a bunch of horror movies on there. Okay, I will check that out no. for sure. From around right the world. now, you've been my plug. So. You're right. I'm able, I'm able to funnel a lot of stuff your direction, but um, you Some know, of it, I'm so scared to watch. What the heck is Dog Soldiers? Oh, oh I loaned you that. Right? Is it good? Yeah, yeah. I have it, and You're I've been looking this at one. it because because Kaylin said That's it was a good not good. So. Movie. She don't listen to her about horror. <laughs> Isn't it subtitled too? No, it's it Scottish. Might be subtitles because they're speaking Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, pretty heavy accent. Yeah. You could turn the subtitles on. Um, yes. Yeah, that's a that is a good werewolf movie. I rank that in easily top five werewolf movies for me. Top five. Yep, totally okay. top five. So there's that. Okay, I will go home and do that. I have stories from Comic Con for next time um, <laughs> that I'm going to save because I want to make sure that um, that we've heard from Will before I tell him before I tell our okay. listeners who was almost on the show. Um, I was wow. going to, I was going to say uh, who was almost on our show, but I'm going to save that for next time or the okay. time after that. Um, but uh, I think Ziggy, you need to watch maybe the first few um, nightmare on Elm streets or the next few Friday the 13th and join us again, because yeah. I think there's a lot to be mined here. And I really dig hearing your perspective on this stuff because <laughs> I was watching my dad's old movies, you know, and I, and I don't mean that he had any way to show them to me other than when they would pop up on TV, but uh, he was too young to have seen the original Wolfman when it came out, but he saw it when it when it uh, was on its re-release with Universal doing this whole thing in the uh, late, the 50s, late 50s, the 50s, I think. Package. Yeah. That's when they were. They had the stuff on TV. Mm-hmm. They had it running back through the cinema again, <laughs> and uh, and so I got to experience the old Universal horror movies when I was a kid. And it was like, okay, some of that stuff you can tell it's not really scary, and other stuff really, when you're little, was scary back then. Mm-hmm. And then we would see some of the Hammer horror movies and some of the more modern mm-hmm. American horror movies, and uh, and and knowing, excuse me. And knowing that the stuff was dated, um, I, I was still able to sort of enjoy it for what it was. And I think mm-hmm. that's maybe what you're going through now. Yeah, it's, it's like, like lower my like mindset a little bit. Because, right. you know, the most recent thing that I saw that really scared me was the newest It, which I love. And Yeah. yeah. That was one of my favorite horror audience experiences. I, the newer I'm not one? that keen on the movie, but we went to see that and we were sitting towards the back. Yeah. yeah. And it was packed out. Yeah. And uh, people were really into it, just shouting back mm-hmm. at the screen. And it gets to that scene where he comes out of the, uh, where they're projecting the In the garage. Slide. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when he actually comes out of the screen, there's his women to my left. They just went, no, and <laughs> stood up and left. It was great. I, I love everything. I could go on a whole rant about that movie. Um, sure. But I, I absolutely love that movie and some of the things they did. Um, I've seen parts of the original and i haven't seen the full miniseries so i feel like i don't have like the license to talk about it fully but i have read the book okay. so 
I do love that movie, and I love some of the things they did, too, um, the, like, scare tactics, because they're expected, but they're able to make it so, like, supernatural and out there. Um, the projector scene was so good. I love that. I, I will say that um, it would be generous of you to cut the first one, the, the made-for-TV one, a break when you watch it, because it's not good in some ways, and it's... Well, it's good in other ways in the fact that you've got Tim Curry in it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Curry. difference between... And some of the setups and knockdowns are pretty good. Yeah, I love the difference between the blood scene with Beverly in the first one and then in the newer one. Yeah. Because I think it's just a balloon filled with like blood that they like pop in, yeah. the, in the first one. And then in the next one, it's just like fountains. <laughs> and then she's like thrown against the wall. Yeah. Now, are you, are you familiar with Tim Curry yes. as an actor? So you've watched Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. and Clue and movies like yes. that. So yeah, you, you know he's very capable of playing Pennywise. Um, oh yeah, he does an excellent job of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would be generous of you to be forgiving with the first one when you watch it because it is a made-for-TV movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it had the best um, screenplay adaptation. Yeah. I don't think it had the best direction it could have had. Um, and the book is just so much. <laughs> I'm understating like, how, how bad some of this shit is. And the book is so much. It's very hard to yes. like get it all. Like in the in the newer movie, they tried, like they did, and you can tell. It's gonna um, take two two and a half hour movies yeah, to do it because that book is massive. Oh sure. And even after reading it, like you you just can't get all of it. But they're making this the reboot the like part two yeah. for it, and I'm so excited. The cast is gonna be so good. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. It's it. It's going to be great, I think. Yeah. Um, not everybody enjoyed, you know, the the remake of it, but I think it's I think it's above and beyond better than the made for TV one. Yeah. People enjoyed it more um, after they like switched uh, writers because there was an original writer of the it, and that writer put in a lot of the the um, the book into it. But the book is so disturbing mm-hmm. that when right. other writers came on, they were like, "We can't do this and that and that." Yeah. And so it became more, like, palatable for TV. So I think people liked it because of that, but also it, you know, kind of deviated from the original plot, which kind of also bugged some people. So you just can't win. Yeah, you can't please everybody. And, no. it's, and it's a fool's errand to try to please everybody. Mm-hmm. I think you just have to have a vision for something, uh, whether it's, you know, one person's vision, like when Stanley Kubrick would make a movie, everybody else can just go to hell. You know, he's, <laughs> or, or um, what's his name, uh, Terry Gilliam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when one of those kind of guys is making a movie, it's a singular vision. But other times, you know, there's some some compromise that has to take place, and that's cool. But as long as it knows what it's trying to do, then yeah, cool. But sometimes things get all kind of mucked up and muddled around, and too many too many cooks. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, and to you know kind of recap because I went off on a tangent. Um, we do that we, on we the show. I, I, yeah, that's, that's cool. Ooh, Don't worry. Shit. Yeah, Sorry. No, you're okay. Um, but I, I find that I really do appreciate older movies and I can for sure appreciate older movies. It's just kind of a different experience. Um, because, you know, I go into movies nowadays that come out now looking to be scared or looking for my head to be screwed with, or, um, like I saw a quiet place recently. I don't know if you've seen that. Not yet. I left sobbing and shaking. Like oh, good. I, it was so good. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad to hear um, that a movie can do that. Yeah, which is surprising to me because I really love, you know, like slasher films and older films where it's just jump scares. Like that, I love, but it doesn't scare me. But yeah. I, I left a quiet place. They were like, how was the movie? Can we take your popcorn back? And I was just <laughs> like, ah. So I keep doing that. That's God okay. Yeah, the, we'll get, eventually we're going to get new mics that won't pick up any of that. But uh, these are 
dynamics and we need condensers. Yeah, I keep like my, all of my yeah. headphones are dead because I always like do that on accident. Oh, that's okay. Them. So um, something I was going to ask you earlier before I sidetracked my own sidetracking <laughs> was um, so you've seen the 1978 Halloween. Yes. Um, did you feel that the world they gave you in uh, It Follows felt like Haddonfield? Like, did it feel like that small town? Yeah. The vibe of it. Um, I think so. I think I I like horror movies, especially because I feel like I kind of drop down into a whole nother world, even if it isn't believable. Um, you know, even if it's bad acting and things, you are engrossed in, you know, characters that can't get away and right. are in these enclosed environments usually. And I really liked It Follows because the scale is so large, but they still can't get away, you know? So it is like a small town and stuff, but then they're able to just, you know, it follows. Right. Um, and that I thought was genius. And in Halloween, I kind of saw that. I think it was, you know, more contained because it is just a person who is, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, the miraculousness and the just appearances of people and, you know, the killers was crazy. And I liked that a lot. I did appreciate that. And you see that still today in a lot of horror movies because... You know, people are something you can never understand. Right. So that's always a really good, you know, it's something that is in every horror movie. Because, you, you know, you need people, but, you know, killers and things, they just appear and they just do what they do for the movie. And the audience can't grapple with that. It's just there and you're like, oh. Yeah, absolutely. And, there, and you, whenever people start to, you know, pronounce horror dead as a genre, no. the fools. Because it's like, oh, that rap music's a fad. <laughs> you know, it's it's just not going to go away, people. It, it's just going to keep getting new life one way or another. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've had that. I mean, psychos have been around in movies for... Since the beginning of movies. Yeah, since the beginning yeah. of movies. Yeah. Like, they didn't even have sound yet or color, and they had crazy people in movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Doing crazy things. Yeah, I mean, you go back to, like, uh, early horror movies. You've got the old Dark House sure. mysteries, and they're very self-aware. Absolutely. They're, they're referring back to older horror movies and horror plays. and You've got the crazy harbinger guy and the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the psycho in the walls. and Yeah, none of this is new. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and you, can, you can easily say that uh, all of the things that have been done can be done again a different way, maybe a better way, and still entertain if not surprise the audience Mm -hmm. i don't think it's i don't think it's uh so so beyond belief that you can do it and and i think the fact that they could uh you know emotionally mess with you in a movie like that now here's a question for you Uh, did you see the conjuring before you saw the shining uh no i saw the shining first because i read the book Right. Sorry, my tone there is because Richard has not read the book. I haven't. And I <gasps> hate him for it. Um, <laughs> I actually started the book yeah, when I was probably 20. He's a quitter. <laughs> um, anywho, I can still remember the first line of that book. That's such a good I won't repeat it. <laughs> but I read the book, so I saw the movie kind of directly after that. I think we have it on VHS too. Um, and I was kind of disappointed because the book really is intense and then the movie was really not because mm. they just didn't have the technology to do that. Um, so that's one of the ones that I kind of really want a reboot of, but also not really because it's such a classic, you know? Well, they did reboot it. But like now. With like Brian I want, from Wings. I want one now. Okay. Like I want a new... Well, they're doing the, uh, the miniseries of Mr. Mercedes now, aren't they? Yeah. 
And no. then they're making uh, one Dr. that's just Sleep. all of... I'm reading that book currently, actually. Okay. But they're, they're making a shelf just all of Stephen King's worlds in one. And, uh, oh, so mm. good. Um, Castle Rock, I think it's called, something like that. But The Shining, I did see... So I saw before I saw The Conjuring. And The Conjuring kind of scared me a lot because I don't like ghosts and stuff. Right. Um, but then I haven't seen any of the others. And they're coming out with The Nun soon, which I'm really excited to see. Um, which is weird because that was just an added character. Yeah. In, originally in the, in the and they're like no, but have you seen they're the like hey this it? nun thing is a really good idea no but have you seen the trailer for it uh no so it's the girl from american horror story who i love and i saw that trailer um like a 30 second commercial before i saw a different horror movie with a friend and that 30 second commercial was scarier than the entire other movie we saw <laughs> like i'm not i, I remember so seeing scary. the trailer for the conjuring where they play the clap clap game oh, I hate yeah. that. that was way better than the movie yeah i <laughs> that was scary i realized so when i was younger when that movie came out my babysitter who was you know like my age like now she she made us play that game and i never realized what it was and i watched the movie and i was like oh my god yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. so terrible that i that was the only part of that movie that i genuinely liked um and when they're doing the hide and clap and then she like goes to open the closet because that's where it's coming from but then there's nothing there and then the daughter's behind and then when she's in the basement yeah. mm-hmm. and the clapping is like right behind her and that's the first time you like see the hands yes. right. that was really cool yep. yeah. um, but why are you asking about the shining and the conjuring how well, are those related the reason for that is I think your particular generation is not finding you know and other people aren't either are not finding the the shining to be as scary as I think it is. It's not a scary movie. See, that's the thing. I, I didn't find it. The scary. scariest things in the book were not included in the movie. You didn't read it, so you wouldn't know. <laughs> well, but, I watched the remake with Brian from Wings in it, and uh, it uh, had a lot of stuff from the I, book in it. Bullshit doesn't count. <laughs> no, because like in the in, you, you don't know how much. I, I've read the book. Okay. I think I read maybe the first five no, chapters. No talking. Excellent for you. But in the book, there's like the part where he's, uh, the, the kid is outside and the hedge animals like come and chase him. Mm-hmm. That was scary as hell. And then there's like a part where, um, yeah, that the, happened in the remake. like, shut up. There's a part where like, um, what, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Which one? Danny? No. Jack? Yes. Okay. Oh my God. Who am I? Okay. Um, there's like a, a wasp nest in one of their oh, yeah. rooms mm-hmm. and Jack like catches it all and he takes like a Polaroid photo of it and dumps him out the window or whatever. And when he looks at the photo, there like were no wasps, which is so mm-hmm. it the, the book screwed with your head more than the movie did. The movie was just like, here's an elevator full of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing the movie does is he, he's he's pretty much a nutcase from the get go. That's the, that, that's no, the mm. th- that's the thing right there. Yeah. Like Jack Nicholson shows up crazy. Yeah. But Jack Nicholson was great. Like he was yeah. Oh yeah, he's, great. he's very entertaining. Yeah, like that movie was really entertaining. That's the word for it. The movie was really entertaining Beautiful and shot. I do love that. Um Yeah. First use of Steadicam, wasn't it? Yeah, an actual Steadicam. Yeah. 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 With the person who invented it operating it. Right. If I remember the story. Yeah. I think you told me. Yeah, so Stanley Kubrick yeah, settled Hall- for no Halloween, less. <laughs> Halloween was a different system. That was a Panaglide, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, Panaglide. Yeah, the Shining was the steady cam. Yep. Yeah, Panaglide looks good too, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't like the filming of Halloween. No? No, because it was like, it was just always too far away, it seemed. Had you, had you only seen it on VHS? Yes. That might have been it, because it, it shakes it, a little. 
<laughs> the so edges are like burned. He really uses the uh, the oh. that format mm-hmm. um, brilliantly, and you notice the uh, he uses the frame so that you're you're not you're never sure if it if you're just seeing the killer's point of view or if he's yeah. going to pop up out there or from the side that or I come from like. behind the camera. He, he really uses that frame, so it makes a huge mm-hmm. difference if you see the whole image. Yeah, that I liked, but I think also, like, it kind of bugged me because the camera was always so far away from what was happening. Um, there were close-ups, but, like, you know, when there was action, it never felt, like, really in the moment sometimes. It felt really, like, kind of removed because that's how the, the filming was, which I understand it might have been the time period in this. But I, I didn't like the style of filming necessarily because I didn't... The scares didn't scare me okay. because of the, from which ways you saw it. Okay. I mean, mm. I could be completely off, but that's just my Yeah, you, you need to see it in, in its whole format. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a difference, especially considering uh, Dean Kundi's work. Oh, yeah, know. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, there's th- there's a lot of weird stuff that happens when it gets cropped down to that mm-hmm. yeah, three-four format. Kid, like, you see movies on TV, and they'd always crop them Yeah. when I was a kid. So, so like, movies would start off... Everyone was like really skinny when they played the credits, and then when the movie begins, they suddenly like widen out, and then you just get noses talking on either side of the screen. Oh gosh. It's terrible. Yeah, no, it's entirely different. I watch horror movies on my phone, you know, like in full. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you have to try and get it close enough to your face to where it actually does anything scary. <laughs> so, no. yeah, it's it's really a problem of uh, you know filling your peripheral vision a little better. But uh, yeah, format is is all the difference really because mm-hmm. um, and and when we didn't have anything but VHS to choose from, you would have to buy the letterbox edition, which yeah. basically meant it had a black bar at the top and bottom. Oof. Yeah, I mean, it, at least you got the whole frame. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching something where it's important, yeah, it really I don't know how you live without captions though. I need captions. Do you? Yes. You you well, leave the captions on all the time. Most of the time, well, so I had, like, a sinus infection and blew both my eardrums, like, a few months ago, and I turned the captions on then, because oh. I couldn't hear anything, and then I just healed, you know, and I just kept them on, and I find it helps, because I didn't catch a lot of the dialogue in the beginning of the first, or the third Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. like, at all, um, so I felt like I needed that, um, because I need to know what was being said, especially if they're, like, explaining things, but sometimes they screw up, though, and it's like, killer jumps out from behind door, boom! You know, but the killer hasn't jumped out yet, and you're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> or it'll say, like, screams, but nothing has happened yet. Right. Yes. yes. So, so there's a little... Just blows all the surprises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, here comes a cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be a cat. <laughs> I did really appreciate, though, that, you know, like, the, the Friday 13th ended. You know, they're doing this thing in horror movies now, and I guess they've been doing it for a while. Um, but in the newer horror, mo- horror movies I've seen, they just kind of are open-ended and i hate that so much not like oh here's the end of chapter one but like um have you seen open house not yet okay well i'm gonna just spoil that whole movie real fast (laughs) if that's cool um if you want to i'm not gonna tell yeah but basically it's this family in a house and their uh because their dad died and you're thinking that there's like a killer in the house and the community is really weird like, the, their neighbor keeps, like, remembering that she has, like, a husband, and then the next time I talk to her, she's like, my husband's dead, and they're like, whoa. Um, so, like, a lot of weird things keep happening, and then at the end, the whole family dies, and the killer just walks off, and you never see who it is. Like, it just ends like that. Oh, and then you okay. see the killer go into another open house. Like, that's just... Hey, if it's a duh ending, you're free to spoil it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, no, it's because you think it's someone that, like, killed the dad and then set up this whole thing in the community, 
but no, it's just like a guy that kills people at open houses. And th- they've started doing that in a lot of newer horror movies and like in Happy Death Day. They don't explain why she keeps waking up every day. Mm-hmm. Well, what? Right. And I like, I really hate that. But I, you know, even though there were obvious errors in the Friday 13th, you know, because people that are dead are coming back. At least they ended it, you know, and you were like, okay, right. I'll stop it 30 seconds before it ends. So I don't see the person jumping out of the water <laughs> and we're good. <laughs> like, that's just, you just pause it. You're like, okay, she's going dead the end make a a post-it that says the end and go stick it Mm -hmm. on the screen and you're good but you're able to stand up and be like okay that was a full story like we're good yeah but now they're doing this thing where like you have to leave and you're like ah my head hurts like what's gonna happen yeah that you know they've they've wanted to leave the open-ended thing so much i hate the open-ended thing well and you know the first times where movies surprised the makers of said movies and it's like, whoa, we didn't think this was going to do that well. Now we got to figure out how to make another one. Now it's just like they, they just build that in at the end of every movie in case they want to yeah. make another one. And like they did that in A Quiet Place, which they did it well, I will say, because you're able to interpret that however you want, but you're still so like emotionally damaged from the movie that it doesn't really matter. Um, and they're able to leave on like a badass note. Like I think the last thing is like the mom like cocks a gun, which is awesome. It's not yeah. just like ooh, they're it's dead like, possibly. I'm gonna make mark. this noise. Crack, crack. Yeah. yeah. So like I don't know. I do appreciate that old movies actually end. You know, like Psycho had an ending. <laughs> it did. And, and Halloween had an ending, sort of. You know, like I appreciate that. They did um, not intend to make another Halloween that yeah. was a Michael Myers story. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with you know people coming back from the dead. I'm able to look past you know logic. Um, but it needs to, it needs a, a conclusion and new movies aren't doing that. And I don't like that, especially, you know, you right. know, from a writing standpoint, I feel like that's a cop out sometimes. So I do appreciate the level of, you know, thought and, um, and that goes into older horror movies where they're like, we're going to start it here and it's going to end. Yeah. And if there's a second one, so be it. Like, I do really like that. I think you can, you can write your way out of any bad ending on a movie when mm-hmm. you go to make the next movie, if you really have to, for some reason. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or, you know, in some cases now, it's just going to be like a reboot where they're just going to say, hey, all those other sequels didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. It, it, starts, it starts anew at this yeah. point. Like the Evil Dead, where they keep remaking the, uh, the, the prior ones. <laughs> it's sort of, yeah. Like, well, definitely Evil Dead 2 is just like... It's just the first one. It's, a, it's the first one in a what-if scenario. What if we had money... <laughs> but yeah this is probably a good place to wrap it up huh okay um speaking of endings <laughs> well yeah um did you want to talk about yeah julian you did watch several more did Ooh. you um did you want to talk about the other ones sort of briefly or do we want to maybe save this for another episode with ziggy um yeah yeah we can wait uh sorry I, I'm, 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 no no that's <laughs> no. what you're here for I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your face after you see friday's third thing 13th part five oh, goodness. <laughs> because if you hate those confusing endings shit oh yeah yeah so you got all the way through the eighth one did you say oh yeah we watched the first eight first oh, eight. See, see how they kind of it's fun you know when once you have all the films in a series to just work through them and in order and see how they develop and you get right. a better idea of how they change and and I do want to talk about part four, if for no other reason. And I talked about it briefly a few episodes ago because I had rewatched it. Um, 
if for no other reason, Crispin Glover's dancing. Yes. Oh my, Crispin Glover's in it. Surprise! <laughs> Did you recognize Kevin Bacon from the first one? Oh He's yeah. The guy with it. Yeah. 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 Oh shit! Yeah. That was Kevin Bacon. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Should have told me before I went into the movie. Um, okay. So, um, so you're you're named Ziggy, right? Yes. Can you? Do two steps to David Bowie from Friday the Thirteenth movies? No. Ooh, there's definitely a labyrinth there, <laughs> right? Oh I'm trying to think of what it would be. Well, the uh, you know you know some movies are filmed under code names to hide what they are. Mm-hmm. So the the sequels that were done produced by Frank Mancuso, he was a big Bowie fan. So the sequels had code names after Bowie songs. Oh, that's cool. Cool. So, like, uh, yeah, they're, they're named things like Crystal Japan and Ashes to Ashes and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So, the working titles, as they like to call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's what they did with. I, I just know everything about Scream. It's what they did with Scream. It was a scary movie, and then they made scary movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really pretty funny if you think about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's definitely some Wes Craven outside of Scream that I think you're going to dig. Yes. Yeah. I do love that movie, yeah. So, um, I think for the first three movies anyway, I think we covered it as well as we should without spoiling mm-hmm. anything other than the fact that you will be seeing Crispin Glover and he will be dancing. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the hockey mask, I'm going to ruin this for you, is going to stick around. That's cool. I Yeah, that makes me feel for better. all of the movies yeah, all going forward. Is it the same one though? Like, does it have the oh, well, same No, no. no. He, Here we he, go again. <laughs> he go and pick up another one? He, yeah, he does. The oh, continuity people could fuck up a one-car funeral. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> So he he loses it. Uh, it gets smashed up at the end of the fourth one. Oh my god! And uh, then he they they chuck another. They bring another one to uh, disinter him. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's a different one in uh, five. Right. There's the one with blue markings. Right. Oh my god! So in six, it's he comes back from the dead. Right. Uh, so is that uh, the one with the lightning? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which I thought was Ralph Malf from Happy Days, and I was totally wrong. Right. And then uh, part eight, he comes out of the lake, and he just nicks the, this this guy's brought along his own mask to uh, freak his girlfriend out. Oh. So he just nicks that mask. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Why do people keep going to the lake? Everybody that goes to the lake dies. It's very simple. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is, you know, Camp Blood, after all. Yeah, I mean, I would go. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, I have to tell you about Bachelor's Grove sometime. Any of our listeners on the south side of Chicago will know what I'm talking about. Um, and, and it wasn't part of my teen years, but my younger siblings, uh, having returned to the area in time for it, uh, did go through the whole Bachelor's Grove thing, which apparently is real. It's a thing. Al Capone used to dump bodies there. And uh, it was far enough out at the time he was doing that. that supposedly a lot of ghosts hang around there. Or if you want a real, like, uh, the, the most famous ghost stories of Denver around Cheeseman Park. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, you ought to look that up. Oh, and, okay. the, and then all the bones erupting out of the ground near the Botanic Gardens. That's a good one, too. Yeah. And that shit's real. I mean, this is mm-hmm. like, we're not making things up. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I... <laughs> It's definitely not on the same plane, but we were thinking about like going and staying up at the where the Overlook was mm-hmm. for The Shining. Yes, but the they Stanley. changed the carpet, so it's huh. not even. Is it even worth it? No, well, it wasn't. <laughs> the remake was filmed there, um, but you, as a filming location, it may, mainly what's good about it is that it had a reputation of being haunted, 
um, for years before Stephen King went and stayed there. But uh, the story goes, he was trying to get a job as a writer at the Boulder Daily Camera newspaper. And they finally just told him once and for all, you're just not a good enough writer for our little newspaper. And he was kind of bummed. I hate to be those assholes. I know. And then <laughs> it's like, hey, which one of you idiots? Uh, uh, and then uh, some people that he had gotten to know said, hey, Stephen, you like the spooky stuffs. Um, there's a place up in Estes Park you should go like check out because it's supposed to be really haunted. So he went uh, before he decided to head back to Maine. He went and stayed up there and got super inspired and wrote like the first two or three chapters of The Shining, mm -hmm. which I have read the first two or three at yeah, least, yeah, maybe sure. four or five. Uh -huh. And uh, and he, he I feel like I saw the like yellow like words in Star Wars. I've definitely seen the movie practically the same. <laughs> it's the same diff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so he he did get very inspired by the place and write stuff. And of course, those stupid ghost hunter shows have gone up there and mm. uh, done their stupid ghost hunter things. <laughs> And uh, maybe that would be worth a look. I don't know. Ghost Hunter shows? Hey. No. Is that the same motorcycle as earlier? We haven't got any dog barking or <laughs> crazy screaming. Crazy um, screaming. But that's probably a good place to say, we're going to do this again if you're up oh, for yeah, it. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll take notes this time. You guys both have like sheets of paper oh, this you've is, like, written on. Well, yeah. I mean, had no idea. I, I just take notes so I can remember what I saw. Yeah. And what I thought at the time, otherwise I forget. Yeah, ha having some sort of a synopsis really helps me because I'm like, oh, especially if we're talking about more than one movie in a series. Yeah. I'm like, which movie did that happen in? What was her name? I thought about it, but then I didn't because I'd already seen the first one in like a half. And I was like, yeah, yeah. they're all the same. <laughs> so uh, let's wrap it up there and do this again um, with more Friday the 13th or maybe some <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Streets. Okay. Because you dig that Wes Craven. Yeah. You Can't just get have enough. to lend me the movies. I'm not getting them on my own. There's no way. <laughs> Can't get enough of them so screams. I, you, I love the screams. So what are you able to watch? You've got video player? Yeah. Uh, so we have a DVD thing, Majig. Um, okay. And then VHS. And so that's it. We don't DVD have any Blu-rays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You need the Blu-rays. So, uh, no. Yeah, you do. No. More of my collection you can. I'll have. Yeah, I've, I've got a bunch. Cool. So cool. Any you need to see, we've probably got it. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah, between us there's a I mean especially Jolien's collection is literally thousands of movies. That's awesome. Yeah. Not all of which are horror, but No, no. But <laughs> it's like all horror than like 50 First Dates with Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his Adam Sandler collection runs deep. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't think I've got any Adam Sandler actually. Oh, do. <laughs> Nick Cage. Punch, oh yeah, definitely Nick Cage. Punch Drunk Love would be one I would actually say is a movie. <laughs> um yeah, Nicolas Cage, man, there's a lot there. There's so much there with him. Oh, yeah. I've got the Wicker Man, definitely, because you gave it to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Wicker Man remake. Uh, That's oh, just yeah. this thing crackling for yeah, no good reason. Yeah. I, have I you seen the trailers for that, that Nick Cave, uh, Nick, Nicolas Cage um, thing that's coming out? The, no. The horror movie? Oh, yeah. A new one? Oh, yeah. Pay the Ghost Part Ooh. 2. That's so loud. It's like a Witchcraft in the Woods sort of thing oh your phone was doing something that's what the interference yeah was. i was yeah the, yeah this thing picks up line noise for some weird reason but, but what what is it it's not it's, i'll have to get your it's name not pay the I'll, ghost I'll part two no i that oh, was rubbish um, it's the shining remake with nicholas cage is jack torrance no <laughs> no it's no. like it's, it's like a super violent clashing with satanic cult sort of thing so ziggy the good news it's is they're going to remake the shining sounds no. more like a re remake of race with the devil than <laughs> than uh than the shining yes yeah. um 
yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. But oh, and it's uh, San Diego this weekend, so there's lots of trailers for. Oh yeah, they're they're dropping a lot of stuff. Yeah, the Godzilla one came out yesterday. Oh man, oh, yeah. for reals. Yeah, the chick good. from Stranger Things is in yes. that. Yes, eleven. Yep. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> she's you, a, she's a good she's a good actor. I haven't seen it. Millie yet, Bobby Brown. Yeah, she's great. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the trailer? I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Although yeah. I haven't seen the original, so like the 2014 one. Like any of them. Oh, okay. So. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm big Godzilla in that. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I haven't. Actually, wait. Maybe. Maybe I did. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I've seen parts of it, like at friends' houses, for like a little bit of time. Of the previous American Godzilla one. Um. No. Ferris Bueller meets Godzilla. That one. No. No. <laughs> yeah, we're we've got we've got a lot to cover with you, Ziggy, for sure. Oh goodness. Yeah, let's call it a show, and we're, okay. we're going to do it again soon. I promise. Cool. Listeners, thank you for listening, and stay off the moors. <laughs>